Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another fantastic episode of Thousand Startups with me, Varun Gomidi. Today we have an interesting startup, uh, they're called Fitter. Uh, we have the founder, Jitendra Chokse, uh, with us. Fitter is one of those platforms that everybody probably discovered through uh, their networks, maybe on Facebook, because their subscribers or followers are extremely passionate about the brand, uh, about the founder, uh, Jitendra Chauksi, who's also called JC. They love all the stuff that they put out and understanding health, get guidance. They have 2 million plus customers or, or followers on this page. They don't have customers, but you know these are super engaged fans of Twitter. Uh, so so welcome, JC, to the to the program. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. And uh, you know, pleasure to be here for Fantastic. I, I probably butchered, uh, you know, what you guys do in the first part of this uh, segment. So uh, what is Twitter? Uh, why don't you tell our audience? Twitter uh, is uh, it's a, it's a community-based two-sided marketplace, which allows people to get fit, uh, get fit in an easy and hassle-free manner um, with or without the help of a coach. So if you are somebody who's looking to shed some pounds, who's trying to maintain their lifestyle, somebody who's trying to get in the best shape of their life or or somebody who's trying to gain weight, you join Fitter, you become part of this community, like-minded folks, coaches, uh, hundreds of thousands of recipes, articles, information, all available at your fingertips. That's what Fitter is all about. The question in, uh, that you probably get asked most often is, can vegetarians get shredded? Uh, what's your answer to that? Uh, well, look, I... I became a vegetarian just to prove this point, and uh, I'm almost five to six percent body fat. And uh, I I started eating eggs back again today after a period of almost one and a half years. So I was wow. a vegetarian, and I got to the best shape of my life. So I've, I've proved a point: you can be a vegetarian, vegan doesn't matter. Anybody can get shredded. Wasn't there like a um, a Netflix uh, series or, or movie that was created uh, to prove this as well? The Game Changers. Game Changers. Yes, uh, I think they go out of the way also uh, to show how uh, being vegetarian, you could actually perform in a, at a better level or a higher level. Uh, what was your opinion on, on, on that movie? Because there was very uh, uh, different perspectives from around the world that came uh, after that. I, I don't have any such claims, uh, you know, because most of those claims are unsubstantiated. And uh, personally, I don't have any problem with people's eating choices. Uh, okay. The eating choices are not not necessarily out of you know one's moral behavior. Sometimes they are also uh, part of their culture, uh, part of who they are, and it does not make sense uh, for anybody to point out what anybody else is eating, as long as it's done in an ethical and ethical and sustainable manner. And I think it should be. Uh, driven by an individual the choices should be driven by individuals what they're eating what they're not eating i i cannot imagine a world where we are forcing uh, our choices on others just because we can and just because we feel that we are more morally superior to somebody else shouldn't be done that's not democracy but but you know i i think in a in a more uh, base level you you know indians do have a very high uh, you know carb carbohydrate diet which is goes against some of the western uh, kind of philosophy of high protein means uh, you know better muscles or or faster muscles uh, and and that's the only way to get fit and get full and you know perform at a, at a certain level uh, so i think you're spot on 
I think Indians were probably one of the first few cultures to also embrace uh, bodybuilding and weightlifting. You, if you go back uh, to some of the things that people were doing in the 30s and 40s as well, uh, people were phenomenal uh, bodybuilders back in the day. And, and I don't think there was that much focus on nutrition as much as, as it is today. Um, so, so, yeah, absolutely. You're a software engineer who ended up founding uh, Twitter uh, with uh, some of your friends. What brought you from writing code uh, to creating diet charts? So, uh, look, the first half of my life was pretty unfit. I was fat. And the second half of that was, uh, second half of my life was trying to get rid of that fat, right? And uh, the whole process was one big learning journey. And uh, in 2013, you know, uh, we moved from IBM to uh, this company, Tieto here in Pune. So we had to ship cities from Bangalore to Pune. And uh, in Bangalore, when I was working at IBM, um, although I was exercising, but I also picked up the weekend habits, which is smoking, drinking, and my fitness started taking a toll. Uh, so when I came here and I was going to become a father, I thought, look, I want to be a good role model for my daughter, uh, my kid. And so I started getting back into fitness again. I dropped uh, the bad habits and I dedicated myself completely to becoming a better version of me. And I started posting those pictures on social media. I, I also got covered by health. Uh, participated in a couple of competitions also and i think a lot of people after seeing how i was doing they they got curious and um i was doing it all along without any sort of drugs or uh you know those steroids and people started asking me if i can help them so i created a small whatsapp group and i think this was around 2013 2014 i vaguely remember and uh, so i created this group and started helping these guys so when they ask questions uh, naturally, I tried to answer them to the best of my ability. And over a period of time, the more questions people asked, the more I answered. And at some point of time, it became so much uh, that I thought, look, these are just generic questions. I should just compile all of this in one booklet. And so I wrote a book called Get Shredded, which was uh, a condensed um, version of all the knowledge that I had acquired over the years, and which has helped me. And so I published this book online for free. And then it got downloaded by hundreds of thousands of people and then a lot of people started coming back to me so we created a community on facebook um which is what it is today and over a period of time when a lot of people asked asked me if i could personally help them get fed i figured that it's not just the information which is the problem it's also that people need accountability uh because fitness is not uh, just about knowing the right things you have to apply them an application of any uh, knowledge or any skill for that matter is, is a matter of uh, your behavior and habit forming because at the end of the day, if you know what you have to do, you have to do it and doing that requires uh, habit building and behavior which can be changed or uh, imparted uh, through another personnel, you know, somebody who can be an inspiration, a guide, a mentor, a teacher and we have had this concept of uh, teachers right since the very start of the civilization, right? So we conceptualized uh, a platform where people can easily find coaches if they're not able to do it by themselves. And then it will be also a great platform for coaches to acquire customers without worrying about building their profile and without worrying about the minutiae, the whole system. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's how we ended up founding Fitter. I collected some five, 5,000 rupees from initial co-founders 
collected 90000 rupees to develop a website and uh, you were an immediate hit we oh, launched wow. in january of 2016 yeah okay so uh, when did you transition from whatsapp to facebook um and what you know what got you to say hey i'm going to move away from my my job and then focus on twitter uh, and you know because that's a huge step in itself right so twitter uh, okay the whatsapp group i vaguely remember was formed in 2013 or 14 again like things happened so fast that it's not possible to remember exactly everything i think the twitter page was also formed in 2013 or 14 Mm. uh facebook group was formed in may of 2015 uh yeah may of 2015 the group was formed in 2015 before that it was just a page and uh, yeah so i think the whole transition from whatsapp to facebook group also happened around the same time i used was to was a strategy for that no nothing it was like one thing led to another i mean at that point of time there was no concept like this which existed so i didn't even know if this idea would work or not but i had a strong feeling you know considering how many people were coming out to me reaching out to me for help it just it just was the right thing to do at that point of time you know i i could have trained all those people but then that would have been very selfish because i would have been able to charge them like high amounts of uh money and yeah. i would have been able to help like 100 200 or 500 or people but i just felt that that was not the right thing to do and i saw an opportunity to also create jobs in the industry uh things which would be much bigger than uh you know my own personal interest so that was the right thing to do i started going to the gym when i was 16 years old uh, or probably earlier mm-hmm. uh, and this is back in 2003 4 from that time i've seen even the coaches and the kind of people in the industry change drastically the kind of people who are now taking this as a job and treating this as something that they want to do for their for their livelihood has also changed yeah how is how do you think this transition has happened the transition happens in any industry and uh, you know i think the deeper and the bigger the problem becomes the solutions are often uh, touted as a groundbreaking or you know they 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 tend to add a lot of uh, honor and dignity as as you move forward and i think considering how many people have been struggling with lifestyle issues today that number stands at uh, north of 2.2 billion people and lifestyle diseases have lifestyle in front of them right so you fix your lifestyle and lifestyle diseases can be managed or you can just completely reverse them uh, as evidenced by many studies many cases right so if you are fixing somebody's lifestyle you're not just fixing their lifestyle you're getting helping them get rid of their lifestyle issues it's like giving them a new life and i think when you do something like that to somebody you know they they tend to have natural respect mm. towards you your profession and i think uh, companies like ours has also been um, instrumental in bringing that uh, glamour factor to uh, fitness coaching because our coaches are highly paid and an average fitter coach makes about six times the industry standard and it was not uh, it was not like an accident it was by design we always wanted our coaches to become evangelists so that more and more people can become part of the fitness industry because the problem cannot be solved by you know one um, person or 100 yeah. people or 500 people we, we are probably looking at you know millions of personal coaches helping billions of people fix their lifestyle problems Uh, we have about 500 coaches right now 
let's see if we can reach out to a 5 to 10000 number in the next 3 3 years i first discovered uh, squats which is now have become fitter uh, in in around that phase 2016 uh, 17 and your facebook groups were extremely active uh, i would get uh, you know notifications of people posting and you know that would always come up on my feed what i realized also is fitter has migrated a lot of their i mean of course facebook still continues and people continue to post but you've taken that experience to your mobile application right now as i understand it facebook has become very hard and challenging to manage as well because even to get your own audience they want you to pay for it right you're paying a toll to reach your own audience so a lot of founders choose to move their users uh, to their own platform in this case uh, a fitter app where able to control the whole experience Uh, give them a lot more things to do apart from the community itself was that a driving factor in in kind of creating the mobile application and and now you know servicing your clients to that to that app uh, today social media has diversified and uh, you know there's not just one prominent company and of course most of them are owned by facebook but you have twitter you have instagram you have facebook um, you have linkedin you also have now uh, clubhouse uh, we also have quora and a lot of social media platforms are coming up and you know at some point of time we'll see more and more social media platforms which means more and more touch points where you can connect with your customers and at that point of time facebook was the dominant touch point uh, it was doing great but over a period of time we realized the need for diversifying if people were connecting with us on different platforms you know they shouldn't be missing out just because they're not on facebook and that was the idea we said look Uh, what is the experience that people are enjoying in this community let's just try to replicate that same kind of experience uh, on the app the same thing we we saw what people were doing on instagram and we said look let's try to replicate some sort of similar experience here and uh, the discussion forums they it was like a very common theme because you know that's that's what everywhere is the most common uh, theme you know people discuss people ask questions and people answer so one of the best ways to engage people is allowing them to have discussions on different subjects so a uh, fitter app was basically a natural uh, transition uh, you know and it also uh, as a uh, stand alone touch point like there are some people who are not on social media so there was also a huge demand in the community that you guys should create something because i don't want to be a part of facebook and of course at that point of time you know facebook was not able to manage the communities as effectively and it was a lot more negative compared to what it is now right and people just didn't like social media and a lot of people were offboarding facebook and they said we got to have our own platform and that's why that's why we created a fitter app it's a negative place uh, you know facebook uh, and and especially like you know twitter followers they they share uh, their their images their before after right they're sharing their progress yeah. and and yeah. you know it's very hard to moderate uh, because there are trolls everywhere and you know it yeah. can become quite yeah. nasty in case of fitter look we have community guidelines and on fitter anybody can report anything and if it does not mm-hmm. comply with the community guidelines we simply delete it and we are uh, very hands on when it comes to deactivating fake accounts so on mm-hmm. fitter it's first of all it's now now it's almost impossible to create a, a fake account because it's linked with a unique phone number uh, secondly uh, it only allows of two device login which means that you can either be logged in on a mobile or a laptop or both of them but there cannot be a third device right which means that people cannot run bots uh, apart from that we have community managers right from the beginning uh, 
and and this was not a feature which was there in facebook like uh, the concept of community managers is like we used to do it manually right so i think just having those options right from the beginning uh, setting the right kind of culture um helped us you know and and mitigating any sort of negativity on the filter app so you assigned uh, some coaches uh, to then also help out with moderation and and you know how did you go about that process no we have community managers uh, okay. who who are on payroll uh, and they they uh, keep a check on all the posts and fake users or what people are mm. posting one of the things that are very popular in in the twitter app and i think it drives extreme amount of engagement uh, is your transformation challenges and and i think you give uh, give away some massive prizes uh, to be part of the transformation challenge post progress uh, motivate uh, you know it, it's a self uh, intrinsic motivation also because you're committing to that challenge so uh, what is the genesis of transformation challenge and what have been some of the learnings uh, look so uh, you know humans exhibit some basic behaviors and that's the understanding the whole evolution of twitter is based around understanding uh, uh you know the user psyche and it's all about because we are trying to bring a behavioral change in people and it, it can't happen unless until we understand the de facto right so we understood that people are not just looking for intrinsic motivation they are also looking for extrinsic motivation and while some people uh, are driven by uh, their own uh, intrinsic motivation and they have their own needs and desires there are some people who can be uh who can be pushed over if if they are like sitting on the uh, sitting on the fence contemplating a little bit of reward recognition can the you can just push them over and they they, they become a part of the challenge and sometimes it's like you know if i mean you would have noticed that in your friend circle itself you know you you and your friends you tell them hey, why don't you do something uh he'd probably not do it because there's nothing but the minute you tell them ki i challenge you to do 10 you know the guy is going to give it all because he's because it's all we all suffer from this inferiority complex we are always trying to find our identity we are always trying to fit in we are always looking for some sort of belongingness right so these are some basic traits which are commonly exhibited by all human beings irrespective of uh, what stage they are in their lives so just understanding these triggers understanding uh, what are these uh, uh, you know triggers which can propel people to behave or take certain steps the key here is instead of forcing them into getting into something negative or forcing them to overeat just like many of the food companies do we are using the same triggers to propel them into the direction of health and fitness what have been some of the learnings uh, and insights that you can share uh, from say your first tc tc challenge uh, to to now the latest ones how has that evolved i think people uh, definitely want recognition uh, over everything right so uh, in the in the initial few transformation challenges it was just the winners take it all and of course the winners used to get a lot of recognition but uh, the people who are in the backdrop you know they also needed some sort of recognition they said look at least we completed and we used to think yeah you just competed but you didn't come in top 50 top 10 Uh, but the fact is they competed in itself is a as a big achievement for them and rightly so so i think we have we have changed that and we have tried to acknowledge everybody who is participating so that that has changed definitely and it's not about large victories you know sometimes people are driven by smaller victories so instead of forcing everybody to come out on top we are celebrating everybody who is doing something so i think that has definitely changed 
we have mellowed down our our cutthroat uh, kind of approach we are more people sensitive we 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 are now more uh, understanding of uh the behavior displayed by people in a specific manner owing to their own personal experiences and backgrounds so as the subtleties and nuances of you know running a business for long enough you start understanding your consumers better that's all has this enabled you to um engage your subscribers or users more or has it also enabled you or, or was this to drive more users to participate and engage with the application which would result in i'm guessing you know top of the funnel right uh, in business terms where you're driving more users uh, to to coming to fitter how how is this helped and what was the objective no definitely you know and uh, uh, you know every time we do some sort of an activity you know it definitely propels the users to download the app participate in transformation challenges and overall i think it it, it generates a lot of goodwill for the company when users win or they 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 get fit because one fit guy has the potential to uh impact lives of hundreds of other hundred people around them you know and and i think that that is one of the biggest centerpiece today uh you know fair focuses on results because we believe that look everything aside uh you know if you if you meet your friend after let's say six months eight months and you see a drastic change in his physique you know you're not gonna look at his uh c-reactive protein or health markers is this going to look at him how he's looking physically is he is his skin looking better is he looking more fitter is his hair looking better and then you'll ask him dude kya kar raha hai what are you doing the natural tendency is to understand how this guy uh, you know lost 10 pounds or became more muscular more fitter and uh, becoming more fitter and muscular also has to do with uh, you know your improved uh, lifestyle and the more fit you get you are also more happier you enjoy life better you don't have complaints you don't have ailments you reduce medical bills uh in fact there was a study which came out and it said it ranked people on the basis of like what are some of the important markers which which propel towards a happy behavior uh, fitness was i think one or two so it was money and fitness you know so the more fit you are the more financially fit you are uh, these things definitely have uh very large indicators of how happy you can be as a person right so fitness was right on top and uh, so you know you you want to do that you want to replicate what your friend did and i think it creates sort of a network effect and uh, i think which is what has worked in case of fitter uh, it's like uh, you know you you sit and watch from the fence till one of your friend becomes fit and then suddenly you are interested in fitter then you are like no man you know i thought these guys are fake i thought these guys were like uh you know uh posting all these doing photoshop drugs. transformation pictures yeah doing <laughs> drugs but now this guy is my neighbor he is my friend i know he's done it so they must be true and and that's so, how it has happened in the last 5 years that's pretty motivating right because then you're seeing someone that you know uh in in you know yeah. your first or second degree uh, one degree of separation who has yeah. been able to make that change and when is uh, the more drastic it is the more you believe that yeah. you know you can make a uh, part of that at change yeah, yeah one thing i've noticed also yeah. on uh, some of these posts of transformations that people post is how the community itself also eggs them on uh, they're very you know they're, yeah. they're saying hey great job uh, keep it up keep going yeah. Yeah. and and that is also motivation this random person is actually you know happy for me and i thought that was very interesting yeah. kind of dynamic um was that a surprise to you as well 
No, it wasn't a surprise. Look, uh, you know, I I think uh, one of the things that I'm good at is understanding people' behavior, and uh, that's that's where I I come in. Right? That's that's where I bring my expertise. I think, uh, and this is all because of my own personal background, the way I have evolved, the way my thinking has evolved. I think everybody seeks belongingness. You know, everybody wants to feel good. Uh, be it even monks, you know, they also want to showcase. how good they are everybody wants to display their skills there's nobody who just wants to you know live in an isolated world because we are social animals at the core of it we are social animals we want to be a part of something and when somebody acknowledges what we are doing it just feels amazing like that's a that's a feeling that nothing can buy no money uh, you know no possession can replace that feeling of being recognized and uh, being thanked for something and i first experienced it when i started helping people on that whatsapp group right and i was like dude this is amazing i mean i mean i'm i'm helping these guys for free but the way they are thanking me is just priceless right and that's when i realized ki this is this is what i want in my life you know this is what i want more of it and i think this is what people also want they don't just want money they want respect yeah. and the thing with respect is they have to earn it and so they have to yeah. do something which other people are not doing for other people to recognize oh shit look this guy has done it he earns my respect and if you look at everything else that humans are doing they earn more money not because you know money is uh, more money is better i mean uh, probably a million dollars are as good as 2 million dollars it says that you can buy more stuff with it but the reason why people earn 2 million dollars or 200 million dollars is because they think more money is going to bring them respect you know the reason why people do so much good is is because they think that's that's going to bring them more respect or they they feel more valuable about themselves right because it, it is my life i want to make the best out of it and we have assigned certain meanings that this if i do in my life is going to make uh, my life more meaningful compared to if i'm just sitting and not doing anything right so different people assign meanings and over a period of time uh, the meanings evolve i mean it's a much deeper concept let's not go there but uh, the core of uh, the, the 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 message that i'm trying to convey here is that everybody wants to belong somewhere we all have these deep rooted insecurities about how good we actually are and when then then we do something and somebody says you are amazing you are doing great work i think that makes your day and you just want to do that again and again and more and more that's what oh, this community it. does for you Love it, love it. I, it, I mean, it's again uh, kind of goes back to the core of of who we are as people, right? I think that's what you're saying, uh, and and I think it's also aspirational in a way, right? You see someone doing something well, uh, and and you know you want to feel part of the community. And, and one thing I've noticed with uh, at least some communities that come together for a specific purpose, and not just like any random community, is that yeah. they yeah. want yeah. everybody to succeed, right? They want everybody to succeed around yeah. them. and i think uh, that's yeah. a very important aspect uh, of this so one of the things about success on twitter that i've i've noticed is that a lot of the clients become coaches um they you know kind of go on to also want to do more of that and you know help more people and also take this as yeah. a career um how yeah. how do uh, what percentage of your coaches are actually clients who kind of like switch to the other side and and how do you guys go about it to transition them from from there to becoming a coach all right so this number has evolved over a period of time currently it's about 60% so 60% of all of our coaches were actually our customers at one point of time 
Wow. And I think in, in, in future, this number is going to be even bigger and bigger because we have trained about 10,000 plus followers uh, through INFS in the last five years. Uh, what is INFS for those who don't know? is the subsidiary company of Twitter, which trains the coaches, as uh, stands for Institute of Nutrition and Fitness Sciences. Uh, you know, the idea was always this, that look, uh, we can always outsource uh, good coaches, but they will not uh, display the same values of this community. Probably they will they will fail as good people, you know, they, they will probably excel as good, good coaches. But uh, the, the whole... Um, aspect of being a coach itself has changed the meaning has changed you're not training olympians or highly driven highly motivated individuals you're you're training people with regular issues you know yeah and sometimes to get these regular people out of their regular issues you don't need a coach carter <laughs> you, you you need somebody who's who's been there done that you know somebody who's who's who was once as timid who was once as unfit who was once uh, you know just like you and there's a saying that you can learn more from somebody who's two years ahead of you instead of learning from somebody who was 20 years ahead of you. Because the 20 years guy who's ahead of you, he probably does not even recall what it is like to be in your shoes. The guy who is two years ahead of you remembers exactly how it feels to be you. And sometimes that's what makes the whole difference, you know. These coaches sometimes end up bringing biases as well, right? Because, of course, it's from a learned experience, uh, their own experience. Right. Um, how does INFS or Twitter kind of uh, help them get over that? And, and because, like you said, uh, being a you know being having a great body doesn't mean you're going to be able to be a good teacher or a good coach yeah. uh, to to get to yeah. the other side or or inspire the other person. Um, how do you bridge yeah. that? No, look, uh, INFS has also evolved. Uh, when we started INFS, it was all about imparting the right kind of education right uh, our focus was primarily on education we were we were only talking about scientific information but over yeah. a period of time we realized that look people don't care about science uh, you know they they don't worry about krebs cycle or they don't worry about your uh, you know muscle protein synthesis they just want to lose some pounds and you are not also going to talk to these guys these complex terms on a daily basis nor are you training 19 year old guys into bodybuilding you're talking to probably a 40 years something, you know, who's, who's, who's tired, who's coming back from his uh, work, he's trying to put uh, food on the table. He does not have time to listen to your, uh, you know, complexity of the science and you're explaining all that. You said, like, let, let's break it down. So the first thing that you need to understand as a coach is that you have to be extremely caring and compassionate and simplify. So all these things can be started, including in INFS, based on the feedback, how the customers were rating the customers, uh, the coach NPS, uh, you know, based on uh, whether people would recommend these coaches to their friends and family, understanding, calling the customers again and again. And we do this exercise every month. We, 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 we call at least uh, a sample size of 600 to 1,000 customers every month, um, a random pool. And we ask them how we are doing as a company, how this coach is doing and what are some of the feedbacks. And when there are feedbacks, uh, which come from behavioral uh, problems or if it's a technical problem, we, uh, uh, you know, either send it back to the product team, we either send it back to the INFS team and based on those feedbacks, we we keep improving. Some of the things which are not immediately available in the INFS course, we include them in the induction. So nobody can, you know, become a coach 
going through uh, INFS without going through mandatory life trainings mm-hmm. and without going through the induction process. It's a, it's a complex process. Nobody can just become a federal coach uh, okay. just like this. Like it's a, it's, a, it's a very detailed and thorough process. And uh, our NPS is 75 or CSAT is roughly 90 and our package completion is 88 with less than 4% refunds. So we wow. are at par or even better than some of the international standards. You know, so. uh, I don't think you even need to get into some of those metrics. If you just, uh, if somebody just looked looked at some of the groups uh, and and you know uh, posts on on Twitter, I, I think will immediately I I know that this is a, you know community that's very strong and you know people are getting some real value from it, right? Not just the coaches, the way they talk about the coaches as well. I was very impressed to see you know what kind of uh, folks giving reviews for their coaches and, and writing about yeah, like, you know, yeah. giving them a testimonial and, and that's uh, massive. Yeah. JC, uh, you have been extremely vocal uh, about a lot of topics and, and you've also shared, uh, you know, even your revenue numbers uh, publicly on Facebook, you're a private, you're in your private company, right? Uh, and, and you're a cash minting machine. You, uh, the last last year was 100 crores, uh, 200 crores uh, of, of uh, gross revenue, uh, or am I prob- probably far off? Uh, no, so we, we crossed uh, 2021 at a uh, 9.3 to 9.5. Again, the audited numbers haven't come out, uh, which was about 80% growth from um, 2019, 2020. Yeah, so that, that roughly translates to about um, 70 70 crores and that's that's not our revenue that's actually gross sales uh, revenue gross is sales, once yeah. you take yeah. out the yeah, gross sales yeah absolutely so, so um, means... sorry the number you must have read somewhere is a cumulative five-year number that, that some article came out like you crossed oh, 100 okay. crores that was cumulative cumulative <laughs> since inception yeah. No, I mean, this is, that means, uh, you know, that you found your product market fit that people talk in, in the tech space uh, as a startup. Yeah. You're, you're talking about achieving product market fit, knowing your customers. You've basically gone past a lot of these things, right? And that's uh, reflective in the sales or, you know, what you're being able to ask for your subscribers. In this world, uh, become a part of an accelerator program uh, you know and, and most famously you got an admit to the most prestigious accelerator in the world y combinator and you also decided not to do that what is the thought behind not taking y combinator and then choosing uh, a few months later going to um, you know sequoia's search program um, yeah so there are two questions on that one you're already you know uh, the owner of a thriving business, uh, a startup, uh, but you chose to want to be a part of an accelerator. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Right. Uh, look, when you are doing uh, businesses, you know, and it's not always uh, rosy. You know, there are there are ups and downs in any business, and uh, at some point of time, you feel like you don't know enough. Um, and I've always felt that about, and I've always had this craving for learning. And most of my earnings are spent on me learning different things, new things, right? And I always uh, feel that I, I, I lack uh, the know-how to do things. And uh, probably it's because of my past background or whatever. But I just want to learn a lot of things. And I just felt that despite doing that, you know, four or $5 million of revenue yearly, uh, I just didn't know enough 
And the reason for me selecting Y Combinator was exactly this, that maybe, you know, I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll learn from these guys who have built world-class companies and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, several unicorns. And so I went there. The first couple of weeks were good. We had a chance to interact with uh, the founders of Airbnb, Redif, uh, so many others. And it was amazing. But over a period of time, I think uh, it just didn't fulfill my expectation because when I went there, the purpose was learning and not just, you know, how you can pitch your company to uh, VCs. And that's when I started developing a distaste towards uh, what was happening and uh, I decided to quit. quit. And oh, Sequoia wow. Surge okay. was, yeah. yeah, Sequoia Surge was amazing. Um, it was all about learning, learning, learning. We, we learned a lot in Sequoia Surge and it was exactly the opposite of what uh, happened in Y Combinator. I think today, even if Sequoia then gave us that $2 million, the learning was every every uh, every minute of learning was worth it. It's amazing. It was just crazy. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that they knew so much about founders uh, is just crazy. Uh, the, the first session with Shailen itself blew my mind. It's just crazy. It was a blessing. And after that, you know, we didn't look back. And the best thing is that Sequoia Search team is so amazing and mature. Like, I, I don't have enough words to praise Rajan. Uh, that they have never interfered in uh, what we do. They've always been supportive. I'm just a call away. If I call up Rajan and tell him that Rajan, I need something. Such a hands-on guy. Like, I have not enough words to praise these guys. Amazing. Y Combinator, on the other hand, the team wasn't that uh, approachable. And they, they were very... What do you call knuckleheads? <laughs> uh, probably because they 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 were handling yeah they were they were handling too many people you know there's yeah. around 200 plus startups about 400 people too much I, I can imagine the kind of pressure they must be in uh, and uh, surge on the other hand was was this it was amazing no I I think this is a great uh, you know uh, this is a testimonial for what they're doing as well and of course uh, one of the first yeah. few programs to start in India at that scale. So they've already, uh, you know, got a bit of reputation. So I'm, I'm sure uh, they'll probably use this clip uh, to to show other founders what they've been up to. So JC, I'm sure you're a shining example. Uh, um, just kind of th- uh, throwback uh, to your uh, writing your get shredded days, uh, right? The first PDF that you put out. Uh, do you continue updating it yourself or, or who does that? Uh, and, and does it still go out to your uh, participants? Uh, and, and, and I'm sure it's, it's still free, right? It's still free to download uh, and view. Yeah, it's it's still free. The team uh, keeps on making updates, adjustments. Uh, I've been busy writing a book. Uh, and the book is going to come probably by July, mid or July end. So it's it's much more thorough, about 200 pages. Uh, but yeah, Get Shredded is always going to be free. How are you thinking about Twitter going forward? Uh, the plans are to keep growing uh, probably at a much faster pace than we have in the last couple of years. Um, now that we have investors, now that we have enough money, uh, now that we have uh, you know much more uh, knowledgeable experts, and I'm not the only one who's who's driving this company. There's a lot of um, amazing people who who are industry experts, uh, who are technical experts in their domain. A lot of lot of things have improved over a period of time. In the last one, one and a half year, the kind of improvements we have done is crazy. You know, like uh, people underestimate what they can do when they have the right sort of team in place. And and of course, we 
you know, we did good from bringing the company to zero to one, but we knew that we'd never be able to scale the company from one to 10 without getting the right set of people on board. And funding, uh, we definitely managed to, uh, you know, get the right people who understand technology better than us, who understand communities better than us. So, you know, it's all about sitting and watching how the experts are doing their jobs and filling in, making sure that the culture stays the same, making sure that the core values do not uh, change. And that's all, uh, that's all primarily the focus is at, making sure that the soul is preserved uh, while everything around it keeps getting better and better. JC, uh, wish you guys the best of luck uh, and, and you know, continued success and growth uh, from here on. Uh, thanks for joining me on the show.